A-teamers, we finally managed to get hold of our guest, who's all the way in Switzerland, Solimu Weng, MD of Don Valley Reputation Management, and he's also a columnist. Very good evening to you, Solly. Thank you very much for joining us, and thank you for your patience. Now let's be with you again. Eskom or no Eskom? Eish. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's all yeah. I can say. You know, Sally, when I'm looking at this year, when the year started, uh, we were tagging it to 2022, 20, 20 uh, plenty, everything is coming in doubles. And what doubled in our life and what was plenty in our life was darkness. Darkness. Yeah. Um, and, and this yeah. is obviously worrying for business and also for community safety in general. Yeah, of course. Uh, the people's alarm systems fail to work, and uh, basically their guards go down in the middle of the night or in the middle of uh, load shooting, especially at night, and a lot of people have been attacked in their homes. I wonder if somebody's thinking of a class action against ESCOM or the government for that sort of thing, because basically, I mean, they're spending so much money on security that the gov- when the government fails to protect you, and then governments... Then, then government creates opportunity, uh, a situation where your security doesn't even protect you anymore, and then you get attacked in, during that time. Surely somebody has to take responsibility for it. Look, if someone is to take responsibility, um, I'm not seeing who is right now. It seems like everyone is passing the buck. And uh, this is obviously not healthy for brand South Africa. It's not safe and it's not conducive for growth and development, because the, the, we used to use the words like sustainable development uh, in South Africa. And all of a sudden, those words and those taglines are gone, forgotten, because no one is taking ownership. No one is saying this needs to be done. This is how it needs to be done. Even if they are moved from office, that blueprint is still there and someone is still working on those action points. Yeah, and with the Minister Nathan Tetra now wants to spend 30 million rands on a, on a National Philharmonic Orchestra because he couldn't spend 24,000 million rands or 22 million rands on a flag, apparently to unite the nation that is pain, that is suffering in so many areas. And he, it's so, there's no, it, it seems like once you put people, government in, people in government for too many years, they become so 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 distanced from the realities of the lives that are made, that are lived by ordinary people. Look at Bukitka last week in in, in 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 Cape Town. I mean, it's so it's so 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 painful to see a minister in a government in a time like now behaving the way he did. Just just so so much wrong all over the place. And now we have the Kalana in and telling the world that uh, Raymond Zona should have recused himself. I mean. I mean, I'm sure he knows what he, which side of his political bread is patterned. And, <laughs> and now that things are getting tough for Ramaphosa, he's like, okay, look, guys, I'm, I was actually with you all this time, all this time. Hmm. And uh, citing everything we've been through um, and pertaining to the fact that we need someone to be accountable, uh, we, we can't ignore or neglect the fact that our infrastructure at ESCOM is old infrastructure it was not built for the capacity that it's working at right now it was not built for the population that we have um we've recently had the census but i i don't i don't see you know how escom will be able to to double up or triple up on their efforts but look we 
didn't wake up one day to find that the infrastructure is old and it's insufficient to support a bigger population. The government was warned, even Becky admitted, I think at least to his credit a little bit, he did apologize for having ignored the warnings that were given to him for 1997-98. But it's too late. All that money has been stolen. All that money that South Africa was handed over to the Guptas on a platter under the Zuma government, protected by the ANC. The ANC, Zuma was not alone. Zuma was with the ANC. The ANC had about 10 opportunities to to remove him from parliament when it was clear that he was messing up, but they defended him each time. Because within South Africa, we don't have public representatives in parliaments, even though they claim, even David Taylor called himself a public representative. He's not. We have party representatives. That has to change. Now, another thing is uh, the conspiracy theory that's uh, roaming around, you know, the airwaves around the fact that uh, state-owned entities are are going to be debundled and uh, privatized. And ESCOM is one of those that has been earmarked. Any truth to this? And if so, why make it crumble at the cost of the entire economy and country to get it there? Yeah, 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 I think, look, there's an argument to be made for some level of of, of, of privatization, but it has to be done. The thing is, a lot of the decisions that the ANC makes, even though they could be defended at some level, because it's the ANC that's making them, and because we've been once bitten to our side, <laughs> we can't trust these people. I, mean, I, for instance, if you look at the nuclear investment in nuclear energy, I'm I'm not opposed to nuclear energy. I think it's great, safe nuclear energy. It's it's not dangerous for the atmosphere and all that for climate change. It doesn't contribute to climate change and the worsening of the environment. But I wouldn't support a program like that under the African National Congress. So when we would, when 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 we have to privatize, we have to we have to do, how do we bring in private partners to play a role in the economy. But obviously there's got to be a level of state control. You don't give everything to private owners. There's got to be a level of state uh, participation in the economy, I believe. But we don't trust it on the ANC because it's going to go to, to comrades and some of them are going to they're going to take the money and within two, three years some of these entities might, might, might collapse. Okay, so Sully, what is the rest of the world saying when they are looking at brand South Africa? Are investors getting jittery or are they saying, we want to come in and buy ESCOM and we want to create no, more no. power utilities so that there's competition for ESCOM? No, look, you know, for many years we boasted, South Africa, the government boasted that we, the fundamentals are strong, they're good, they're solid. In South Africa, we've always said that. When we, when we, when, when we have that famous on a terrorist now, Team South Africa going to Davos, it's always until some point when people realize that actually it was, it was actually naked under their, their, their gown. <laughs> there was no substance to the, to the claims. Um, uh, we people are not going to come here when the fundamentals are not clear, when the policies, especially political policies and economic policies, are not clear. We need to know is there political stability in South Africa? Currently, with, the, with everything that's going on in the ANC, we cannot look in the eyes of the world and tell them there's political stability in South Africa because there isn't. Right? The African National Congress is not able to speak in one voice on anything at all, foreign policy, economic policy, anything, because they're they're, they're divided. Um, the economic policies are also suffering, South Africans are suffering. So when people outside the world, especially people who want to take long 
long-term views, uh, they will look at South Africa and say, "Ah, oh, that's a big risk." Maybe somebody who sees an opportunity where they can come in like a, like, you know, come in like a, you know, have you seen one of those eagles coming to, to 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 take a fish out of the river or out of the a dam? Oof, it comes out. If there's an opportunity to profit immediately, people will come in, put money in, and out the next day. But nobody in their right mind is currently looking at South Africa for a long-term for long-term gain because South Africa is not giving any indications of where it's going under the current leadership, under the current current uh, confusion in policy in the policy sphere. Is there any hope for us then? And, Should we be hopeful? And the violence. No, and the violence. And the violence mm. is better. Well, is there hope? We have in the elections in 2024. I think word is growing that if we have safe and you know free and fair elections, maybe the answer will be weakened strongly because it has to be weakened. I mean, so there's no way that South Africa can heal while the current people are still running the show because they have run out of ideas. Everything you try, that's new. I mean, you've seen the arrogance. The arrogance that Becky Taylor just threw out in Cape Town last week. It's, in, it's not just him. It's every one of them. They think that, that the world owes them something. There's this thing of the we think we owe them. They fought for our freedom. They can do anything. I mean, a minister comes in there with six Six, six, uh, in a brilliant brigade of six cars and, and guns, people with guns, and anything we were supposed to be engagement. And not all the parties were called to that. With the city of Cape Town, the provincial government of the Western Cape, they are key players in the Western Cape. The media, nobody, so they invited people. It's almost like political campaigning. So there's so much arrogance in South African politics that we cannot hope to begin healing as a country and restarting our engines while these people are still running the, the, the affairs of South Africa. I mean, that's, that's a painful. Look, my first job, my first two key jobs were promoting South Africa overseas, all right? I was marketing manager for South African tourism in Canada at some point, and, and I had tourism in the USA. And I lived and I breathed marketing South Africa, promoting South Africa, correcting misperceptions about South Africa. Now it's really hard. It's really, really hard. To say to people, you gotta go there. It's great. No, don't forget. Don't don't listen to all the stuff that you hear in the media. It's the media that's getting so because it's not true. It's not true. It's, it's t- terrible stuff is happening in South Africa every day. I told you that the last time we spoke, that I was marked when I came in April. I was marked at gunpoint and knife point. They took my bike. I mean, it's a very difficult thing to get to to to, to get over. You know, and and it's it thing. It's one thing to read about these things, to 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 comment about them almost from a distance. It's a different thing to see a big knife that could penetrate you from one end and appear on the other side, looking you in the eyes. Because these people don't play; they've done it to other people. So 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 when my friends say, "So is it safe to go?" They want to go there. I can't lie to them. I can say, "Yeah, of course, go. It's safe. Don't really all these stuff. This is not true. I don't have the confidence anymore to promote the country that I love." And to send people that I love here to go and visit. Because in case something happens and I would have lied to them, I would feel guilty for it. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The um, stage six of load shedding has got me so used to not having power. But um, always worried, especially in the evenings, because it's extremely dark. Yeah. And it's an opportune time for, 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 for people who are just desperate, people who are just yeah, um, inconsiderate uh, to go out and, and take their shot, you know. And I, I was pleased this um, evening in Soweto, I saw, you know, community mm-hmm. or street uh, policing forums, the community coming together, um, rotating amongst themselves in this bitter cold, right, standing outside right. at the street corners to protect their own. 
But this should not be the case in a country where we say we're no, a rainbow nation, we're no. a progressive no. nation. We are, it seems like now we're going back, back, and there's no fourth, fourth. And it hits, you know, we, 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 it hits a lot of small businesses in places where there are many people who consult at home at, or who, who really, really need, I mean, the barbershop, many, but many barbershop needs need that electricity to run their, their, their shavers and other stuff. They, they can't work like that. They can't earn their living like that. You know, I teach online and I teach for the, for the EU Business School. My students come from all over the world. So what I'm saying to you is they're sitting in t- different time zones. So if I were in South Africa and a class had to be cancelled, it means that to coordinate all those students who are sitting in North, North America, South America, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, North Africa, Middle East, with all the different time zones, it would be hell. It would be so mm-hmm. difficult. I would lose this opportunity to teach. There's no way that unless I invest in some really robust uh, backup system while I still pay for my rates and it's coming for my taxes. So it's crazy. I mean, the government doesn't realize the pain that it's bringing to the livelihoods of ordinary South Africans, of all South Africans what's going on in the country. Sorry, let's leave it there. It's a very somber note that we're leaving at, uh, but uh, what can we yeah. say? This is our reality. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, President Moran. That was Solomon Wang, MD of Don Valley Reputation Management, and he's also a columnist.